this thing on. Boots and cats and boots and cats and boots and cats. Testing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, really glad we got that. Hello, podcasters. (coughs) What's up, everybody? Oh, my God. It's Friday. It's not Friday morning. It is Friday afternoon. And we have been on a slight wee bit of a hiatus. So my apologies, Mike. Explain why. I don't even remember why. Just busy. I've, I've we just been, had two. I've been broken and busy, and uh, I went to Amsterdam. Yeah, you've been broken and busy. <laughs> <laughs> Name of your sex tape. <laughs> I don't know if I'd watch that one. Uh, broken and busy. Uh, I was chatting with some friends this morning, and we talked about how one dude in a yoga class could be like the perfect start to a porno. <laughs> just like one dude in a class full of women. Oh, yeah. Tons of pornos start like that. So (laughs) many. It's like a common theme is yoga porn or like personal trainer porn. Oh, we thought I thought like I really came up with something this morning. (laughs) I'm sure they have all kinds of porn. There's probably like space yoga porn at this point as well. Oh, probably. We really nailed that intro. There's probably all kinds. Yeah. Welcome to Imposter. Yeah. If, if you're not feeling the podcast by now, you should probably just leave because it's really just a bunch more of this. <laughs> uh, what episode are we on? 15. Holy. I uh, asked, or a friend of mine said the other day that he um, turned our first episode on. Speaking of, we may not resonate with everybody. He turned it on for like 15 minutes and it was just us talking about shit that meant nothing to him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And he pieced out. And I was like, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um, but I just feel like we haven't connected a lot today. And uh, because it has been a few weeks. So let's start with you, Mike with Wings. What's new? What's happening? Um, a lot. I don't want to say a lot of change, but like I'm rethinking about a lot of stuff. And like we were talking before, processes and... Hmm. Um, just basically efficiency i've been i've been quite busy lately which has been good but i also feel like now now that i'm busy i'm at a point now where it's like okay i need to reevaluate my processes because doing things the way that i typically do them may not lend itself well to doing like a high volume of work it's great when you have not a ton on the go and you have the time to devote to certain things but now I'm looking at things going okay now that I'm getting busy how do I keep the same quality but shift the way that I do it to make my time a little more effective and efficient and things like that so I've been I've been looking into a lot of uh like efficiency content on on YouTube and social media and stuff so I'm pretty pumped up about that yeah. On efficiency. Yeah. <laughs> well, his Pinterest, Pinterest is... boards are out of control <laughs> right now. Pinterest I, boards are more for the organization, but I, yes. I think I'm uh, one human who doesn't use Pinterest. It's not something I um, tend to cruise ever. It's on my phone. I don't really have time um, or I can't get caught up in it. And um, what is that show that everyone loves right now? Um, something Thrones. Oh, Game of Thrones? Yeah, I also have no clue what that is. I'm like, I'm disconnected world with those things. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> you watch it, don't you? <laughs> yeah, religiously. <laughs> yeah, you just lost us like half of our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't listen to or watch Game of Thrones. Um, well, that's I, I like this. I like this process mm-hmm. that you're going through, and well, and you're you're kind of doing the same thing. Like you're you've got some growing pains that you're going through as far as efficiency and you might not want to talk about it but like we've we've discussed some changes in your business that have mm-hmm. you know you're looking at and thinking is this the right way and yeah like modifying and and trying to find the the groove that yeah fits you there's you know what i've been going through i like that you said growing pains but i don't think that think of it as pains it's just i'm going through some growth stuff with work right now mm-hmm. and um I'm feeling a pull and a shift in what's happening with what it is that I'm doing and what I'm I'm actually supposed to be doing. And although in the same wheelhouse and realm, um, I have some exciting things like just moving through me and, and that, that are going to be happening soon and, and a lot of changes. So I'm also trying to figure out those patterns, but I do find that I'm getting a, I'm getting better at taking a little bit of time for myself. And in doing that, it's helping me be more efficient in the work that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been a neat little, you know, few weeks or a month. I'm excited to share with everyone as things start to roll out a little bit more. Um, but I've also started working with another teacher in the community that's really opened up a huge inspiration into what it is that I'm doing mm-hmm. um, in the world that I'm doing it in. And I feel like the two of us both separately and together are really resonating with a new community of people in the area. So that's really That's cool. awesome. Yeah. I'm kind of doing not the same thing, obviously, but um, I, a buddy of mine owns Make A Media, Braden. I've never actually said his last. Dragomir? Drag- Braden. He owns Make A. Anyway, um, I I had an email exchange with him and we were we were talking about business and I was telling him about mine and he actually sent me an email, not necessarily out of the blue. It was in context of something else, but he tagged something on on the end of it, just saying like, "Hey, I you know I've been through a lot of the shit that you were talking about, like working through. Do you want to do like a mentorship?" thing he's like i'm happy to help you are you going under a wing yeah so we i i sent him an email i was like so this is kind of a list of of things that uh that i want to work on and figure out in my business he's like yeah man i've we've all been there i'm happy to help you so he's he's actually going to help me out with a lot of those things and we're going to take i think he's we're going to do like a four-hour thing in the beginning and then touch base every every month and I love do this. Do a, a little mentor thing. And level Because everybody needs to learn. All the time. Um, what? Okay, that brings me to, let's talk about this for a second. So as an entrepreneur, um, it, it's been coming up a lot for me and mainly because I just, I just finished a, a second 200-hour uh, YTT and I finished doing like a yoga shred training. What's a YTT? Uh, yoga teacher training. Okay. So, I should have known that. <laughs> yeah, come on. Like, fuck. <laughs> Where's your Google list of yoga terms? Yoga terms for the not yogi. <laughs> if, if anyone um, saw me, they would know that I know nothing about yoga. <laughs> stop. Yoga for bitter, bigger bodies, babe. Yoga for bigger bodies. Um, so, but then I, I, I woke up this morning. Um, I have my level one Reiki as well. And I woke up this morning with this urge in my heart to finish my level two Reiki 
which I'm going to be doing soon. Also doing different trainings for personal training. Um, you know, I'm trying to think of yoga tune-up balls, different stuff, different courses. I always feel like in a year I set out, even as an entrepreneur, as a business person, to try and attain a few certifications a year or take a few courses or workshops that like give me just a few new tools to put in my toolbox and to make things fun mm -hmm. for my clients because I hybrid all of those things. Like we may do personal tra <laughs> training and like finish in a relaxing pose with, you know, yoga and different stuff. We're always meshing them together. How often do you do continuing education courses? In, Me personally? It, yeah, in the context of continuing to learn. It's always great to keep learning. I, I don't. It's funny that you say that. Like if for me, teaching has always like ongoing learning has always been a situation where like, oh, fuck, I have to figure out how to do this thing and then I'll figure out how to do that thing. I don't just mm -hmm. like learn for the sake of learning, which is, I think, a big reason as to why my business has plateaued for the last couple mm -hmm. years, because I essentially my my marketing plan or my sales plan is to cross my fingers and hope that the phone rings, which is the worst. I realize that's ridiculous, um, but it's kind of my comfort zone. Like that's what I've always done. I've never really I'm a, I'm a terrible salesman. So like to sell myself is just fucking awkward. Um, and now I'm now I'm starting to realize that like, OK, I each each year I try and make a little bit more money which is you know a good goal to have but I'm not actually taking any active steps to I'm I'm setting the goals but not doing any any actual steps to achieving those goals right. so now I'm starting to like do do the learning um align myself with people like Braden who have been through the shit they're in the same industry I am and are willing to help me through some things and that I'm really excited for that um what if so it's funny I sometimes I think as entrepreneurs we occasionally feel or just maybe people in general that learning from peers or people in the same industry as us um, possibly even in the same community that sometimes that makes us you know feel less than or we should know more or we should do those things so it, do you ever feel that way? Like, are you the entrepreneur who would go and sit down and take a seminar or a, a one night workshop from someone who you feel equal to in your business with the potential of learning something new? Yeah, of course. Okay. I, I think learning from peers is one of the best, one of the, the most underrated and unthought of form of, of learning. <coughs> I will add that um in maybe it's maybe it's more so my industry but there are certainly things that you can learn from peers that are maybe not the best way to do things and um you know you might regard someone very highly and learn something from them and then realize down the road that they they had it wrong or they taught you a way that doesn't mesh well with you and the way that you run your business or whatever so like learning from peers and even learning from professional teachers and things like that, I th I think it's always, and maybe this is just me, but I've always kind of questioned a lot of mm. the things because I've, I've gone through learning techniques that didn't really mesh well with me and didn't, uh, didn't do everything that 
that I thought it was going to just because, you know, it wasn't delivered in such a way or it didn't, you know, it didn't jive with the way that I do things or. Do you think that that's having an expectation and not being fully open to the idea of learning from a peer or a teacher or something like that? No, I think it's, I think it's just being maybe self-aware enough to realize that uh, not everything is going to, like I, I grew up in school when, um, you know, they, they taught a certain way. And if you didn't learn that certain way, then you were, there was something wrong with you. Like you were right. slower, or, you know, whatever. Um, special ed room. I remember it. There yeah, was the like special ed room. Shit like that. You'd get attendance. Would we'd sing the national anthem? The teacher would do yeah. attendance. And like six kids would leave for the entire day. <laughs> yeah. We'd see them at recess. <laughs> but it's like that's that's exactly one of the things that kind of bugs me is that I can read something in a book and have absolutely no idea what the fuck I just read. But you can sit me down in a room and be like, you know, do this, this, and this, and this is how this goes. And like, I'm a very physical learner. I can't just read shit in a book and go, hmm. oh yeah, fuck, I get it. I'll do that thing. I have to actually do the thing to I think you would be it. really cool for you. Like I put myself in an environment to learn with people, different group of people. I mean, I had been teaching yoga for five years maybe four or five years when I went and and went back for my second yoga teacher training so my second YTT and I was in a you know room of people I had already gone over and learned this material it was somebody else delivering it in, in their way and in a different way and someone who I worked at their studio but felt equal to um, as a teacher, I felt very equal to the teacher that was teaching me, but she had something new to teach me. And so it was cool. I submerged myself for 10 months of a, of the year and um, did this thing. And I just finished another training that made me excited to do different things again. Mm-hmm. And so I think for you, do you or, or I would ask you the question, do you think it would be cool to immerse yourself in something like that? Like to see if St. Lawrence offers like an evening photography course that you can go into or um anything to do with your business at all to continue to grow that um maybe i i maybe i i would be open to it but at the same time i'm i'm very Like you're the like one that said my, keep my, learning, right? My teacher is YouTube. Like it's it's hard for somebody who gets so much value out of YouTube mm. to go back to a school and be like, I, I also, you know, but, I, I might be able to spend six hours because so many so many things that I learned in school I didn't ret- retain. Yeah. So like I don't want to go and sit in class for, you know, 50, 60, 70 hours, however long. And then like retain one hour of that information when I can sit at in in at home and like focus in on the things that are that are troubling me. That Is are, it also not beautiful to be around creative minds though and people who do the same thing you do? Like I know a classroom is learning, but it's also the chance to get out and be around people who are doing creative things like yourself to build those new relationships, to build those new networks, mm-hmm. um, and to potentially have something triggered in you that maybe you didn't think could be. I think also for me, like I have to 
in order to keep my certifications and to continue to be a personal trainer and a yoga teacher and all those things, there's certain, you know, things I have to accomplish Mm -hmm. in a year. CPR, you have to, you know, renew all of these things. And continuing education credits are one of them. And Mm -hmm. I remember in the beginning thinking, oh, fuck, what do you mean every year I have to, like, learn more shit about it? But our industries are also always changing. And so what was, what was, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the big rage in fitness or the big thing in yoga and wellness in in 2011 when I first got my personal training certification um, is very different or could just new information. We're eight years later down the road. Like things are always changing and growing. So I think it's beautiful to kind of chase and follow that. And, and so because I need them, I have to go out and do these things, but it keeps it exciting and fresh. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that that's great for us too when we work by ourselves all the time or a lot of the time to get out and have that, mm-hmm. just that interaction of doing that. Yeah. Well, I think it might be different for you because you have to get formal classes, right? Like you have to have a certificate to prove that you, by the end of the course, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, I could sit down with you and you could ramble on about a bunch of wellness shit and I could send, you know, a request in to be like, oh, I spent 15 hours with Mike Wayne. And oh, you talk- can do that? I could, but oh. they have to then recognize you as, mm. as something. So yeah. there's tons of lists of, of CEC trainings that you can do. Um, you know, certain yoga things aren't, aren't recognized on that, but then you just get a letter and you, you send mm-hmm. in a request to, to have it approved. Um, but I could do a business course and that would be approved as my CCs for mm-hmm. my personal training. See, like, cause a lot of my learning, uh, just going back to the peers is like a lot of the things that I learn is in casual conversation over a beer with mm-hmm. so-and-so like, Oh, I've, you know, this client did this thing and this is how I managed it. And I'm like, oh shit, that's a really good way to handle that situation. Mm. Like it's little things like that, that I get the most value out of. I would challenge you to start coming with me to some things in the city. Uh, just like little classes or Classes or, or little workshops or things even, um, yeah, I think it'd be really cool. Just, it's really fun to do those things. Uh, and to to build and grow those networks. Whatever happened, speaking of, were we talking about a space? Were you ever talking about a, a um, you know, what are they called them? Shared workspaces? Yeah, that's not happening anymore. Oh, yeah. sorry. Well, because I had this idea <clears throat> and I, I basically mentioned it to a bunch of people and they were like, that's a great idea. We're going to do it. And I was like, oh, fuck. Okay, well, uh, all right. And did they? And now they're not going to do it. So I, fuck, I don't know. Yeah. Why, I, why did I, you need them to, to do it? I didn't need them to do it. I was just, they, they had insights that could have helped me. So I wanted to share the idea to get feedback and, you know, to see if it was even a feasible thing. Uh, and the people I, sh- well, one person that I shared it with was like, oh yeah, we've been trying to do that forever. And then I, I mentioned something that may have changed the, the course of history the course, forever. The course of their thinking. <laughs> and they were like, oh, well, if this guy can do it, then shit, we have way more resources. Let's just do it ourselves. And then they tried to, and it, but they, they were, they had a very different situation. Sounds complicated. Uh, and then, a, and then a friend of mine was switching spaces anyway. His, his lease was coming up. So he was moving to a new space and he wanted to upgrade and get to a bigger space. 
Uh, and to kind of offset the cost, he invited a bunch of other creatives along with it. It was a very informal thing. Like it was, mm. it wasn't necessarily stepping on the toes of, of my idea, but it was just like, Hey, I'm doing this thing regardless of, it, of whether or not anybody wants to join me, but you're all welcome to join me. And everybody was like, yeah, fuck, that'd be dope. So it's just like, there was really no need for me to divide my efforts and time and energy to, to do this thing. Um, when when other people were probably going to be able to execute on it a hell of a lot better than will you I jump on can. board with them if they do i can't afford it hmm. so like part part of the reason i was thinking about doing this is that <clears throat> it was it was going to be a space for me to work and it would have off, offset the cost for me to do it by having others jump on board and you know pay for a membership or or however i was going to do it to be in this space so essentially I was going to take on the responsibility of running and managing this place. And it's, in, in a exchange, shared, it's a shared and, workspace essentially. Yeah. And in, in exchange, I would have this space to work that I wouldn't really have to like, it, I was hoping it was going to pay for itself kind of thing. Um, and that was, that was like a big, big part of it. And I just, it's it just got to and i had a few conversations with people and they're like but like do you is this something that you really want to take on like this is going to consume your life and you're going to have to put your business on hold to start this other business it's like yeah that's a good point so there was just a lot of things stacking up that made it not not make sense for me to take on to chase after with something exciting happening Mm. Work-wise, you said you've been really busy. Tell me, what have you been working on? Um, <clears throat> I've been really busy, not not like huge, exciting things. Um, I mean, I mean, it's it's work, but like, it's not like you know, I'm. He loves all of his clients. They it's just not, don't have yeah. huge, exciting. Well, I, I love, <laughs> yeah, and I do, but like, it's not like Wayne Gretzky called me up to f- do his headshots or something like that. Like, you know what I mean? Um, I've, I've been working with Spearhead, <laughs> which has been really cool. Um, but I'm, again, I'm just a small cog in, in that machine and it was only one job. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. I'm excited to. What I, did you do for Spearhead? I photographed their was Mojito the, Rattlers. Was it the one that you wanted to light on fire? No, I haven't had a chance to do that. I'm, I, they didn't hire me to do that. I just saw the can and the product and I tasted the product. I was like, ah, oh, fuck, I've got an idea for this. So I want to, yeah, there's going to be pyrotechnics, pyrotechnics. Involved, I want to be a part but, of that. And like, well, you can, I know you can if, light the fire. Cause I, know I don't really want to firefighters. So Yeah. So in case anything happens. I did actually get a, a fire extinguisher for. for <laughs> you should shoot. have one in the house anyway. Yeah, I know. I, you should actually but, have one in the house. You should maybe have one on more than one in the house. Oh, probably. What's your fire escape plan here? Like if we were in the basement uh, right now, as we are, <coughs> and there is a window, although we tell all our guests that there isn't a window so they can't leave. Um, what's your fire escape plan if we couldn't get upstairs right now in this moment? Uh. I would boost you out that window and then climb out after. Is that window bigger than this one? Uh, no, it's just that's under a deck. So there's really no way okay. out. Okay, there's a fire escape plan for the basement. Yeah. I feel like from now on, I need to go into situations and ask myself, 
What's the fire escape? <laughs> if this I, need, I need a way out. I need a way out. Uh, what? How am I going to leave this situation if uh, the ceiling? I, I used to work for somebody who who had a friend who worked in like security and shit like that. And every, I, th- <laughs> I think it was like every month she would get a call from this friend and be like, it's time to change your passwords on your Wi-Fi and change your passwords <laughs> on all this shit. And like, this was the type of person who had a fucking bag in their house. And if need be, could be out Go of their back. home without a trace in 20 minutes. What's without a trace? Like n- no evidence that you live there, no evidence that So there was nothing in the home, just a bag. Well, maybe not nothing in the home, but like there was no photo, no family photos and things on the walls, like nobody would go in there and be like, "Oh, this is the fucking person who lived here." Unless like you're, there would be uh, fingerprints like you're and stuff like, like that. Unless you're like a criminal, but, why would you need to go back? <laughs> Well, they they were. Why in, would you need to leave? They were in security. Like maybe maybe they were you know, maybe they worked security paranoid. for some <laughs> for some big thing and like could be paranoia, could be, or it could just be that she lived, you know, she she lived the her job was in security and things like that, and she just lived that way. What was she? You don't know what she was security for? Like I have how? No idea. How intense was that? Security? Well, I didn't really like. If someone told me they had a go bag and they could leave without a trace, oh, I would have questions. I didn't know the person who had oh. the go bag. I this is a friend of a friend who is, and she, she was telling me like, yeah, I this have person so many has questions. So to the friend of the friend of the friend, I have questions about this go bag. Can someone get at me? Someone just send me a DM. <laughs> If you have a go bag, Help please call in and out. tell us why. I wouldn't know why you would need that. And what for? Besides the apocalypse. Um, well, I mean, it is smart to have in case of natural disaster or anything like that. Maybe not so much here, but. What do you have set up for all of those emergencies? Nothing at all. <laughs> uh, nothing at all. I'm going to come back next if week. Something... You're going to have like a pantry with like a bomb shelter and shit <laughs> that you're working on. No, but there are things like there are things that I wish I had like. You know, if there was a fire, I don't know that I would have, I don't know where all my, like, I don't have a hard drive with all of my images and shit on it. Like, <laughs> if there was a fire, that's there was, the first. If, well, yeah. What else? Because family photo albums is the first thing that people used to grab in, in the There's event a fire, of a fire. I just want to get outside. Everything else is a thing. Everything. Really? Yeah. You have, you have no sentimental ties to anything in your home? The only thing that I would be concerned about getting outside is the dog. I wouldn't fucking care for one thing. Really? It's just stuff, even photos and stuff. I would not risk my life to, or, or yeah, for like a photo. But I mean, that's the whole point of a go bag is so that you don't have to risk your life. It's just there and ready to go when you leave. That's, I don't even that's need the whole a go point bag. of it. There's, it, there's no. This, okay, I, th- I believe it was Russia. We were flying home from Amsterdam a few weeks ago. And there was a plane that went up in Russia. And within 20 minutes, the plane was coming back down, had caught fire. They weren't really sure how. And when I had first heard it on the news, uh, at first there was like no one died. Um, but then it was 13 people died. And then by the end of it, I think, and I don't even know if I had heard the final, and, and this may be a really bad version of this story, but 41 people had died. Mm-hmm. And there were people getting off that plane with their suitcases. And people at the back of the plane weren't getting off because other human beings were concerned about their suitcase. And to me, it's just baffling that for the moment in time it would take you to do and sort that someone else was like, 
there was something happening. We can't be that attached to things. We yeah, it's but, a thing. <clears throat> we can't like that. I was so. Well, it's um, not. It's not that stuff that I'm talking about. It's the things that you can't just go to a store and replace willy yeah, nilly, like family even, photos, even photos and, and stuff. I was there. I lived the memory, uh, and even the memory, like I, I was there and I lived it. So. I'm not even that attached to the idea of a photo. Of course, I can't replace it, but I have it. I'll always have it. Really? That's, I can't remember a fucking thing. That's how... Yeah, but you were there. Whether you remembered or not, you were still there. A photo doesn't make that real or not. No, and, but a photo can recall memories that you have otherwise lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, also, just, I'm also a photographer, I so I mean, I have a different... You're like, I just want my photos. <laughs> I have a different, and I'm like, I different. Different I'm like get the dog and get out the door. But also, like... Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm like, really trying to practice this in my life with things, detachment of things, um, and not, not having it really throw you off when some when when something changes or you lose that. Um, I think that that would be great. You know, I'm going to continue to pra- to practice that. They're just things. It's just stuff. You so you're look you're, so you're just gonna you're just gonna live in an empty house with no photo. You're gonna be that woman with the go bag. I'm not saying I'm, <laughs> that's how you wind up with a go bag. Uh, shit, that just came full circle and we just solved the whole problem. No, it's not that I don't love having things that make me feel happy in my home mm-hmm. or you know my clothing or like a, a a canvas on the wall that I bought in Cuba. But if my house caught fire and it was like it just I'm fine with it. I just don't want to be attached to it. I want to know that I could lose everything tomorrow and still be me and that not affect me because they're just things. Every time you say they're just things, I feel like that's directed at me. No. Like I, I have a problem and you're trying no, to help me. <laughs> I can't say that. I can't say that it's not directed at you at all, but we get so attached to stuff, Mike. So attached to stuff. Even it was funny. A friend of mine brought it to my attention. I went to a yoga event with a friend of mine on Saturday. And at this one studio we were going to, there's a place I like to put my mat. There's a little corner I like to get tucked into. And uh, it, it gave me this feeling. And we walked in and the teacher said, I'm really sorry, but your place is taken. And my friend looked at me and he goes, no, no, no. You get, that's a thing. You can't get attached to that. It's good it's taken. We're going to go somewhere else because mm-hmm. that was me being attached to even like something so simple, but not thinking of it like that. Um, so I'm trying to notice those things in my life. Like my truck got towed. Um, my vehicle got towed on Monday. And I didn't have it all week. And not only did I not have it all week, it ended up costing me over $2,000 to have it fixed. And Bummer. Yeah, but I can't be upset about it. And I wasn't attached to the idea of not having it. I had a bicycle I could take for a couple of days. I used my legs, even though I have this giant air cast on. Another story, another time. Um, <laughs> but when I went to pick it up, I kept saying to myself, like, I get to go pay this bill. Because I get to have this car. Because mm-hmm. this is like a luxury. And if I didn't have it, I'm okay. And I'm going to figure it out. Um, it's, it is. Is that something you struggled with anyway, though? Like I think I, we all, everybody's attached to it. You, you, 
I think we all are. We're just programmed that way. It's why we always want the next new thing and the things and the stuff and, da, 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 and just upgrade and move and, and consume and consume and consume. And I just want to yeah, disconnect like, from that a little I've bit. I've never seen you as somebody who has has ever struggled with that like is that something that has come two, up recently I don't, that... I don't think two years ago if i had been going through what i was going through with my car this week i would have been just so at peace with it like it was really? like it happened like two years ago i would have been like it would have been devastating how do i not have a vehicle mm-hmm. for four days um or two thousand dollars that i'm having to separate myself from to pay for this thing right like even that money is just um it's a it's a thing you know fortunately i was in a place where i've been working really hard and that although a very big financial speed bump was you know mm-hmm. i don't know so it's just a thing would i have rather used that for anything else a freaking vacation of course but also just a thing i can you know sit outside in the grass with baron and be just as happy mm-hmm. that's what i'm trying to really practice lately is Um, And and I'll spin this back around to business because I've been having a lot of thinking a lot about moving away from what Painted Lady is. Not that I want to do something different, but Painted Lady, the brand, the thing that was built. Mm -hmm. Um, It came from a place in my past, perhaps, too, that I'm ready to completely let go of. But this is something that I've brought forward. And I've gotten in some ways still with my work, very attached to what it is that I've, you know, been doing over the last six or seven years, but in a way that what does it mean if I step away from this? What would it mean even if I stepped away from the people on social media and the things um, that make my brand the, the way that it is or people who enjoy the things and recreated myself into something I am now that I align more with? It doesn't mean I don't align with what it is that I'm doing or I'm not going to be an entrepreneur, but I feel like it's shifting a little bit. And I have been going back and forth with how attached I am to this Painted Lady brand that I've created, um, but it also feels really right that it's time to possibly move away from that into something new, into who I am now at 36 years old as opposed to who I was at maybe 29 years old. Right, but why, why do you have to change? Why does why does Painted Lady have to be left behind and and dropped because um, it doesn't I don't align. know if I want to be associated as Painted Lady anymore. <clears throat> I don't know if I want to be that thing anymore. Maybe I do. Maybe I just want to be Ashley. Maybe I just want to be like Ashley and not this brand or this business that I created. Um, so it's not the brand or the business. It's the name that you're not associating with. No, it's, with. it's it's all of it. I From where I started with this business has just changed so much. It started as a fitness thing. Mm-hmm. Even the name itself, Painted Lady Fitness. The fitness part to me now in the end isn't doesn't feel right to me, right? It's, it's more than just fitness. It's more than mm-hmm. just physically moving your body. But yet that's how it lands in what it is. Um, my ex-husband's the person who called me the painted lady, right? So Mm. then there's a big tie in that for me. Maybe it's time for me to not associate myself with that one last thing that was something he also helped me create. Mm -hmm. I just feel like parts of me are evolving past that, but then there's a part of me that's so attached to painted lady. Who am I if I'm not painted lady? What about all the stuff I've done? What about all of the shit I still have that has painted lady all over it? Or the website I just had redeveloped and paid two thousand dollars for or you know all of these things and then i'm like it's already happened 
can... yeah but you're you're speaking about everything as if as if um all of these things that you've done are built around painted lady so everything needs to change but it seems like it's just the name that needs to change it's uh, just the I think, name no it's i think i want to regroup <clears throat> on what it is i want to sit down and relook at my mission statement what did that you know i want to sit mm -hmm. down and look at my vision is it different my services what i'm offering it's not just the name it's like I don't know how much of the original skeleton I'm actually keeping. I've been expanding and growing so much that I've been layering everything onto the new to the old skeleton, but why not just start with a new one? I also feel like I could be in a place to do that and what a cool opportunity to evolve. But then I do get attached to the impact I've had on social media. Um, all of the things that people relate to me, to that thing, right? I've built that six years. It's not just something that, it, like, it's a lot of years that I've been mm -hmm. doing this. So that's the ultimate thing in detachment for me, I think, right now. And, and um, yeah, but that's never going to go away. Like, the, uh, the, your followers have invested in you. Oh, of they, course. They don't, but, but, painted, painted lady ultimately is, is just a name. Like, at the end of the day, they're going to follow you regardless of what you call yourself or mm -hmm. regardless of, of what your mission, vision, value statements are. Mm -hmm. They're they're invested in you. I wouldn't mm -hmm. be. I wouldn't concern yourself. I'm not, but, about... but but that that's just a. It's a small piece of it. It's yeah. not like where I sit and stew and put all my time. It's the whole thing that I've built that I'm attached to. Mm -hmm. But I want to not be or feel fully and completely attached to it, so that I can walk into the next phase of my life, and make that transition, whatever that is. And it may be taking a piece of painted lady with me. Mm -hmm. It may be continuing to do exactly what I'm doing. But I. I don't know what that is, but that's also where that attachment thing that I need to start practicing comes in. Um, same thing with my dog. Like I love my dog. Anyone who knows me knows I love my dog, but I also need to learn how to detach from him as a creature and not be so dependent on what I think that love is. Like if something happened to Baron tomorrow, I'm still going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And it just is, that was his life, you know? And so it's, it's all of those things. So I'm just trying to incorporate that. And I think for me, it started with things and stuff. So I don't, I don't even know where I was going. With I don't know thing. where, how we got here. Yeah. But with work, that's what I'm. Yeah. Like. So what does, like, what's, I, I know you don't really have, well, you obviously just said, like, you don't know what the future looks like, but mm. what are your, like, hopes and aspirations for the future if if you're looking at it thinking that things are going to change and evolve and to heal people just to start helping heal people mm -hmm. and you know going to school for mental health and addiction which we're from now going to call health and recovery mm -hmm. um that is a, is a portion, fitness is a portion, all of these little pieces are portions that make up this greater wheel of what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And and I wanna start to embody all of it. And <coughs> so that's what that transition is for me. I don't know how, I mean, we've talked about the sanctuary before, this thing that I'm working towards. I don't know how I'm getting there, but the, the ultimate thing I feel I'm here to do is to help serve and heal people. Mm -hmm. um, and And just showing up in my life to hold space for them. So that would be the only thing I know right now. But it, it feels like what I'm doing and, and all of the things I've learned through this first steps of this business 
are to the next level of the next thing. Mm-hmm. And and all of the things that we do sitting here because of that, because everything is like a, a piece of the puzzle and a learning stone um, in doing that. But that that's all I know I'm supposed to do. I just, I feel that so wholeheartedly. So sitting, because I'm quite familiar with the space of not knowing what the future holds, but mm-hmm. my my first step is always to plan. Mm-hmm. So w- with you sitting in this uh, this position of half certainty and knowing knowing the general direction, but not knowing much else than that, what's the next step? What's your what's what's in your immediate future, and what do you have planned to to get there? Close my eyes and jump. <laughs> Just was, to close my eyes and I jump. I was worried you were going to say that. Yeah. I know. I, 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 the universe is like, as crazy as it sounds, is working through me. I am so, I feel like I'm getting, I'm almost so incredibly aligned with what it is I'm supposed to be doing. I've never mm-hmm. felt quite so close, but I still have my own roadblocks and things to work on in my life. Um, mainly, I think, especially that have to do around family for me and um, my identity and also attachment to addiction. I don't want to to identify as an addict anymore in my life. Mm-hmm. I want to identify as that being a chapter that happened. Um, I don't always want to talk about addiction as something um, in a negative sense. And I don't know that I always want to talk about addiction in my life either. I want to continue to move forward. That was a version of me. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know what the plan is. I just love where I am and where it's going and it's about to become so much bigger than I am I'm supposed to go to school I feel very true to that but I don't know if going to school for health and recovery is because the piece of paper matters because it doesn't I think I'm going or I believe I'm going to find out what's missing Mm -hmm. as someone who's been on that side of you know being an addict and doing those things I know what resources were available to me from that perspective I want to go in and find out what resources we're being taught to bring out into the world and then I want to figure out what's missing there's something don't, don't missing. you need but you need a certification to do like addictions counseling and things like that do you not I don't um think that that piece of paper stops me from sitting and having real conversations with other people well, no, in recovery. But I, I mean, if you're going to build a business around that. No, is, I don't think that is that's, there no, no. Is there no jurisdiction around like requiring? I, I'm like, not marketing myself as like an addictions counselor where mm-hmm. um, there's some credential or something that I'm putting with that. I'm not really sure. Uh, I have real conversations with clients and people all the time about addictions and mental health. And, oh yeah, for and that sure. kind of thing. And and those conversations and things have been helping. I want to build. I'm not going to do it for the piece of paper or the thing. I'm. I, I want to do it to continue to build for the tools that I have, mm-hmm. but also to create more tools for other people. I do, however, in the idea of creating a healing sanctuary. In my future, it's important to me to understand every aspect of what will go on at the sanctuary. So I want to have the background in counseling. Mm -hmm. I want to have gone through the process of what that is. It doesn't mean that I want to be the person doing that, although you are counseling all of the time and doing what it is that I'm doing or coaching or whatever Mm -hmm. you want to call it. Um, 
I want to know, you know, I want to have the certifications for the wellness part of it and for every other piece of, of what's there really. Yeah. It, well, I, th- I think from a business standpoint, that's so important. Like if you're going to, if you're going to build, uh, this business, whether it turns out to be a huge empire, you know, grows to whatever size, I think whoever owns it should have at least a working knowledge in every aspect of the business. Yeah. I want to know how everything works. The only piece of it I believe I won't understand, not to say I wouldn't want to be there all the time is, um, you know, obviously there'll be an animal factor to this and horses and dogs and, and Mm. different things. And a girlfriend of mine who's going through for veterinary school, um, sees herself as a part of this dream and running her own private clinic on on the property and doing all the things and taking care of the animals but also the animals that are are part of the sanctuary and the healing and you know the only thing i'm not going to be able to do is any of the shit that she's going to be capable of doing but i definitely can be like a vet assistant and go Mm -hmm. in and do all of the stuff that people who are there have the ability to do Mm -hmm. also so i think that that's like mega important I think you have a pretty clear idea of the end goal. I do. And and so do you see how when I sit back and I go, Painted Lady has been this amazing thing and I want to continue to hold space and do this thing right now because, because moving bodies and offering this type of healing and work and just this type of movement or personal training or whatever that is, mm-hmm. doing those things is a part of my now while going to school and collecting the rest of my pieces but no part of the healing sanctuary I'm going to have later in my life will you see Painted Lady Fitness attached to it in some way. That will have been a piece of my own transformation to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, so recently what I'm learning is how to detach from that piece because it really did sort of catapult me into even first just wellness. Like, you know, yeah. Painted Lady is the first business that I will have owned as an entrepreneur, the first thing that I started but it's not going to be the only thing that I start. Mm-hmm. So I do have to separate it from it at some point. The same way they didn't fit in a fire. That's how we got on all of this fire safety. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the same way they didn't in a fire. Yeah. I don't need to grab a photo. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't even need to have like when you come to the studio, there's like painted lady art and all the really cool things. I have artists from you know, so many different places that have made me such beautiful painted lady artwork and my stickers and all of those things. They just don't need to exist anymore all the time. I'll have the one box with one copy of each that's, you know, mm-hmm. with me. If there is a fire, I'm not going to fucking save it. It existed with me. It was a part of who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a part of what's led me to this thing that I feel is bigger than me. Um, so I just have to like slowly get there. It's I think of it like a video game. Next level. I'm going to get a mushroom and a sword. A what? A mushroom and a sword. Oh, you said a mushroom sword. I was like, I don't know if that's going to be as effective um, as you think it will. That's a penis. <laughs> that's what I thought too, but I didn't want to take it there. I think that that is what is called a penis. Not all of the penises, but some of them. Um... Yeah, so there's been a lot going on with me, and I've been doing a lot of personal work, yeah. but I actually hit a roadblock uh, a couple of weeks ago in my own personal work um, because I often tend to think that how am I supposed to honor what it is I feel I'm meant to do right now in this moment when I still associate with the 
addict of my past, the person who was dishonest and manipulative. And, um, you know, when you're an addict, you're really looking out for yourself in a lot of ways, your next high, your next thing. And not to say that there wasn't genuine moments that happened in either bout of my addiction or uh, my relapse, but I was so far from the person that I really feel I'm supposed to be. Everything in my life to this point has happened for a reason. All Mm. of the things I've gone through have happened for a reason. And it's to propel me into this place where I'm better to serve other people and so I can understand every aspect of hopefully or as many aspects of where people are coming from mm-hmm. um, and trying to understand their process. But um, I felt like a few weeks ago I hit a roadblock because I was having a hard time standing in my truth now and what it is I'm supposed to be doing because I'm still attaching to the addictive person who doesn't feel deserving of good things, who sees themselves as a piece of shit, who knows they're not living true to their life's purpose, who, you know, isn't being honest with their family and isn't being honest with their friends and is, you know, mm-hmm. essentially so sad and depressed and suicidal that when going on drug bitches is trying to die. And that's a really interesting version of myself to see in the mirror. And I was having a battle and still I'm working through some things where... I need to be okay with all of that and know that I can still be a healer now in my life knowing that I've lived that life. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where I'm like crashing worlds is to try and stop telling myself those reels or where that belief came from or why I feel, you know, and it just gets like so deep and complex and all over the place. But that's where my clash of <clears throat> stuff has been coming from lately. I think a lot of people s- struggle with that on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. Like... Not even, not just uh, from an addict standpoint, but from from everyone. Like everybody fixates on the bad, and I think the one of the biggest solutions that I've heard of for that particular thing is to take a second and take an inventory of the good, put that, put all the bad on the back burner, and and you know, run through the list of all the good things you've done, all the people you've helped, all the Mm -hmm. friendships that you've nurtured, all the, uh, you know, love connections that you've been a, a facilitator of. And like, you know, like all of the good things that you, you put blinders up for and, and look only at the bad, you need to take a second, drop your blinders and, take an inventory and if that actually means physically writing out a list sometimes that's what you need to do is Mm -hmm. write out all the good shit that you've done and look at it and go okay well there's the shitty stuff but there's also all this fucking great stuff that i did i think it's also really humbling to look back and like i it's you know to go whoa yeah Mm -hmm. you didn't always come from a place of love you didn't always move from a place of love, um, mainly because there was no love for yourself. And I am just fucking feeling myself so much these days. Like I really name of your sex tape. I, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just had to break the tension there. <laughs> and and uh, I love that. Um, I am, but yet I still sometimes I look in the mirror and I see that other woman, mm-hmm. and so that's what's really uh, difficult for me. And and that's my work right now and mm-hmm. um my work is that i'm so close to really living with that truth i just have to be able to let go of that um 
addict part of what I feel I identify with and who that woman was. I own it all. I'm mm-hmm. I'm standing up owning all the fucking shit. There is no part of any of those situations in that time that I won't own and everything before. But I'm just trying to figure out now how to detach um, from identifying with that. With that thing, it's fine. I'll fucking figure it out. <laughs> well, I, I don't know if this helps you at all, but I have never identified with you and that person like i've never oh thank you i've never wings thought about that at all i don't think you would like um you know ashley with a big gram of cocaine in her brain type of person (laughs) you know i i think we also met like a year into your we met no it wasn't even a year i would have been maybe like eight ish months that we did yeah because it was a year in the first of november okay and we met in june um so i've just come over a year and a half i think may 1st was a year and a half and every week i get further ahead i don't i am so much stronger than the week before but i was having this conversation uh with with two brilliant minds that have landed in my life lately, who are the ones who are kicking this up for me? Mm-hmm. Um, they're trying to help me find my true, 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 true purpose and alignment in this world. And, and, and I believe I know what it is, and so do they. But the one thing holding me back from actually really believing it is this thing that I'm still attaching to mm-hmm. with my addiction. So every, every day is like a bit better. Um, I still think that the reason I attach to it is because I don't feel like I'm totally in my safe zone yet. I don't know if I, as someone who has battled with addiction before, there's ever going to be a super, um, you know, 1000% safe zone that I can get to where nuclear war couldn't happen again in my life, I guess. Mm-hmm. But so I, I still feel pretty close. A year and a half is, is just halfway through how long I had relapsed for. Um, maybe once I get to three years, but I also don't believe I can get to the sanctuary anymore. Um, thank you, Corey, until I deal with this last little piece of shit. And mm. once I do, I think it's gonna it will happen much sooner. Well, I think you're pretty fucking great. Thanks, baby. I think I'm pretty fucking awesome too. Irresistible, actually, Ooh. in my own way. Uh, and I don't mean Name that in a way that's tape. like yeah, yeah. Uh, it's um yeah. I'm I'm excited to be at this place in my life. And I also have no fucking clue what's going to happen. Mm. I don't have a plan, Mike. I have no plan. My eyes are closed. I've jumped. I'm now free falling with no plan. And I'm letting go of pieces of my what I thought were my personality and characteristic um, characteristics and different things that aren't important anymore and that I find I'm, I was hiding behind. Having the house that's totally put together. My house still looks great and clean because I don't like clutter in order to just like be and breathe and feel like, okay, but I don't need to vacuum nine times a week because I have a German shepherd. I have a German mm-hmm. shepherd. There's going to be fucking hair on the floor. You know, I'll get to it, homie. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get to it. I, I, I can now look at the pile of laundry that I would obsessively want to hang up and put away before I left the house in the morning and I can leave it for a day or two because what's more important is getting the dog on a walk or connecting Mm -hmm. with him or connecting with myself or just being like you worked a fucking 11 hour day the laundry can wait it's fine Mm -hmm. it doesn't make or break your life anymore ash and those are little things i'm noticing fall to the wayside now which i identified with so much so there's a shift happening um i just have to keep fueling the fire and keep up the work 
And I also think you're pretty fucking great. Oh. Pretty fucking great. Thanks. You're welcome. I miss talking to you. Yeah, it's been forever. I know. And we need to, uh, you know what we should do is to pick our next guest. Both just like open our contacts on our phone and like wheel of fortune our way through and then just like stop on a name and be like, I wonder if this, if they're local and what would just be like, well, let's just call them. <laughs> Hello. What do you like? Grandma's coming into the podcast. Grandma's <laughs> never been a fucking entrepreneur in her life, but she has some opinions on some shit. She just, just we still we still have to have Corey back. Yeah, I would really like to have Corey back um, soon. I've been doing a lot of work with Corey. Shout out to Corey because he's fantastic human um, and a very smart man. So I would like to have him back to talk mm-hmm. about because uh, he has some new stuff going on too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he uh last time I was here he was or last time he was here, he was talking about um what was it, the shift in kind of changing changing the way and, and what he wanted to be doing and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's very exciting. Um what else do you want to leave everybody with for the weekend? Mm. Sorry for the past two weeks. Why? For not being around. <laughs> for not being around, but you're around now. Yeah, we're back. We're back. Everything's fine. We're fine. We're Every, back. Everybody's we're alive. Fine. Everybody's fine. No doing one's good. fighting. Everybody made it. <laughs> um, no, and we're going to be back next week. And then we're going to be just continuing. Consistency is key. That's the That's the plan. <laughs> The only thing we've been pretty good at in our relationship is not being super consistent, but it's been <laughs> awesome. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Um, well, I hope everyone has a great long weekend because it's the it's the May two full. Get your cottages open. Get oh, outside. Yeah, it is May 2 4, isn't it? yeah, get your weed plants in the ground. You know, <laughs> all that stuff. Two four represents a lot of things. Um, <laughs> Take some time for yourself too. That's do like one self-love thing every day for the whole weekend. That's my challenge to everybody and to you especially, Mike. I've I was actually thinking about that the other day. I was just with everything like the fact that I've been so busy. I I was thinking to myself, I was like, fuck, I need to just take a second and like lay on the floor and be alone with my thoughts. And just be for a little while. Yeah. I um as well. So I, I'm I'm gonna try and do that this weekend, yeah, and then I'm gonna tackle like my studio organization. And I'm just gonna and drink that. crazy amounts of alcohol and just get annihilated, double headers, party life. That's actually the opposite. I'm gonna fuck with some sage. We're gonna <coughs> smudge some shit. We're gonna pull up the patio furniture, and I'm gonna hang out with the dog. Ooh, good times. Yeah, yeah we we gotta get our patio up and running. Yeah, and get your hot tub full. Yeah, I've I've been meaning to do that, but with my back injury, I haven't been physically able to like get in there and clean it and do all the shit. So, which is ironically enough, because a hot tub would really help Mm. with my back. (laughs) I wasn't gonna say anything. Yeah. Um, Okay. Until next time, we love you. Bye. Bye. Turn the damn thing off.